Hey everyone, this is James Wilson with MTV Strength Training Systems and BikeJames.com and today we're going to talk about three simple and inexpensive things that you should be taking with you on the trail to increase your preparedness in case some sort of emergency happens. Now first I want to say if you're watching this video, I uh, apologize for my parents have been getting over the flu for the last week, really kicked my butt, um, almost over, I still got a little bit of a sore throat, got some itchy red watery eyes and so if you're watching the video thinking like holy crap James what is wrong with you? The flu, that is what is wrong with me. So, but anyways, on to what we're gonna talk about, which like I said, are three simple inexpensive things that you should be carrying with you on the trail. Now, most mountain bikers are woefully unprepared to handle any sort of true emergency situation. Now, we do think about taking something to handle a mechanical, right? So most people are gonna carry something on the trail that will help them fix a flat or help them handle some sort of you know minor mechanical problem but they don't really think about bringing anything to help with if something happened to them or if they were in some sort of situation where they had to, uh, they got stuck on the trail overnight, had to wait for help or something like that. You know, what would you do if that situation arose? If you, either you or one of your riding partners, you guys just came around a bend and there's a rider laying on the trail, obviously in need of help, would you be able to help them? So a phone is great to have on you. Uh, to be able to call for help, but one, you may not have cell phone coverage, right? Like this, it's mountain biking. We go out into the wilderness and so uh, cell phone coverage may not be there. You may have to travel to get to the cell phone coverage and call for help. And even if you have cell phone coverage, you're, it may take a little while until the, the first responders can show up, until help can show up. So one of the things that you want to think about is that you are your own best first responder. Instead of co-opting help onto other people, you need to think about how can you help yourself? How could you help out in a situation? Because if you are the first person on the scene in that, in that situation, and so you are your own best first responder. So are you prepared to help either yourself or someone else? So saying that you're prepared isn't enough, right? If you were to ask most people like, Hey man, are you, you know, ready to help out if somebody needs help? And you're like, yeah, I'm ready to help. I'd help out. Well, to be truly ready and prepared to help, you need three things. One, you need to be willing to help, and then you also need the proper equipment and you need the proper skills, okay? So for example, if you were to ask somebody, hey man, are you ready to go on a, on a mountain bike ride with me? And they're like, oh yeah, man, I'm ready to go for a ride with you. And, you. and then you find out like they don't have a bike and they can't even ride a bike, you know? So are they really ready to go on a ride with you? They're willing, right? They're, they're, they have the attitude. They're like, oh yeah, man, no, I, I wanna go, I wanna go. But they're not really truly prepared and ready to, to go on a ride. And so same thing here, right? Like most people I think would say that they would want to help out in an emergency situation, but they don't really have the tools and the skills to do that, which means that they wouldn't be able to, to put into action that attitude or, or of being ready and willing to help. So what can you do to make sure that you are better prepared to help with this? So um, <clears throat> there are a lot of things that you should consider carrying on the trail. I have a video uh, on the more advanced loadout that I carry with me, but I wanted to share with you the, the three basic things that you should be carrying with you. Every rider should have this on them when they go out on the trail, just to make sure that they are prepared in case something bad happens. Now, the first thing is a tourniquet, right? And so I specifically recommend that if nothing else, you get one of these. This is a SWAT T tourniquet is the, the name of it, SWAT-T. Now, this is a, an effective tourniquet. 
it's not the best tourniquet on the market, right? Like this is a, for example, like a cat uh, style tourniquet. And this is a little bit easier to use and is better if you've got to like move with it on you. But this is a, this is an effective tourniquet. This does work and it can also serve multiple purposes, right? So besides being able to use this to stop bleeding, now, and honestly, stopping bleeding is the main thing that you need to worry about in some sort of like medical emergency situation. Okay, if somebody's bleeding out, they cannot wait for help. They will die before help gets to them. And so if you're not able to help control that bleeding, at least until the real help can get there, right? So again, we're not trying to become emergency room physicians or EMTs or anything like that. All we're trying to do is get the, the things that we need to help stabilize the situation long enough for the real help to arrive. And a tourniquet can definitely help out with that, right? Like, like I said, like we carry stuff to, carry, to fix flats. Why are we worried about fixing flats? Well, there's things that can punch holes in our tires on the trail, right? And so those our, our tires, the rubber of our tires is infinitely tougher than our skin, right? And so if something can punch a hole through your tire, it can punch a hole through your skin. And so having something that can help control uh, bleeding, especially if you get um, you know, a, a bad cut and you, you get into an artery, like arterial, you know, art, you know, nick an artery, like you have to have a tourniquet to stop that bleeding. And so again, something, you know, th this is an effective thing to help stop and control that bleeding until the real help can arrive. But the cool thing is, is, is because of this design, it's basically a long piece of rubber that will unfold. It, you can use it for several different things. You could use this as a pressure bandage, right? Like you could just, instead of having to use it as a tourniquet and like stopping blood flow into a limb, you could simply, you know, put something like, you know, take a shirt or, or something off. If you have gauze, right, this is kind of getting into some other things you might carry but at the very least you you know you had like a bad cut that didn't quite require a a tourniquet you can uh you know take something like I said like your shirt or whatever and put it on the wound and then use this to just tie that down and create a pressure bandage right so i also want to back up just a second and there is some misunderstanding at one point it was believed that if you put a tourniquet on a limb that they would lose that limb right that the, that the lack of blood flow to that limb would cause them to have to lose that limb later on. Now that is not true. There's a lot of research that's been done, unfortunately, because the, the US has been, uh, you know, the war on terror and all that. Um, there's been a lot of research and stuff done to help figure out how do we help, you know, soldiers who get injured survive longer. And so they found that you can have a tourniquet on for quite a while, several hours. I think up to 16 hours is what they found and have no lasting damage to that limb. So don't hesitate to throw a tourniquet on somebody if you think that they need it. You are not going to cause them to lose that limb down the road. In fact, you are probably gonna save their life if they really need it. So if you're not sure whether it just needs a pressure bandage or a tourniquet, go for the tourniquet use. Cut the blood flow off, make sure that they're not gonna bleed out. But again, if it's not something that's just like gushing blood, but it's a bad cut and you need to get something on it to stop the bleeding, you can use this as a pressure bandage. You could also use this as a splint. If somebody breaks an arm and, or a leg or something, you know, you find a, a stick or something that they can use, you can wrap this around it uh, next to the limb and splint that up. You could also take and tie this off into a, a loop and hang it around your neck and use it as a sling to, you know, if you, you injure your shoulder. You know, again, I've popped both AC joints before. And so, you know, having a sling to sling your arm in can definitely help with that. And then finally, you could use this as a chest seal. If somebody falls on something and punctures their torso, 
you have to get something on that in that hole because every time they breathe in, they're breathing air into their their chest cavity, and and eventually the air starts to press against the lungs, which makes it hard to breathe. And so, being able to just simply, you know. Uh, Take this, or if you have something that you can cut a piece off of it and just place it over that hole will help to control the, the air that's going into the torso and potentially uh, you know, stop them from suffocating uh, from, from all the air that goes into their torso. So again, this can act as a tourniquet, a pressure bandage, a splint, a sling, or a chest seal. So you've got a pretty good emergency kit just with this one piece of equipment, right? This SWAT-T tourniquet. Uh, it's also inexpensive. It's less than $20 and it folds up to fit in your pocket. I actually put this in my back pocket when I'm, you know, going around town because I want to make sure that I got a tourniquet on me. You know, again, a tourniquet's one of those things like when you need it, you need it now. It's not something that you can run back to the car, get and run back to where you need it because people can bleed out within just a few minutes, right? So it's something that you should have on you and handy uh, pretty much all the time. But again, this is a, a very compact design that you can easily slip into your jersey pocket, in your pant pocket, throw it into your uh, you know, hydration pack, whatever you're carrying. does not take up much space. Like I said, it's less than $20. There's really no excuse for every mountain biker to not have one of these in their, uh, on them when they're on the trail. Right. So the second thing that I recommend is a multi-use rescue whistle. Again, you can find these at, at you know, REI, camping stores. Again, very inexpensive, like less than $10 for one of these things. So being able to signal for help is uh, really important. Okay? And, and again, it's one of these things that we don't think about, but you can call for help and tell them where you're at. And again, in talking with first responders who've, uh, you know, who've done this, they said that you'd be surprised how many times they're able to get into the area that someone's at, but it is hard to pinpoint their exact location. And they don't have any way to signal and let them know like, hey, this is exactly where I'm at, right? And so a whistle is a great way to do that. You can make a lot of noise with this thing. Another thing is if you happen to break a rib or you know injure yourself in a way that makes it hard to breathe, then trying to yell for help can be painful. And even if you haven't, right, just yelling, eventually you're going to run out of breath. It gets, it gets difficult, right? And so a whistle, every time that you breathe out, you can easily use this to, to create noise and, and signal for help. And so that is uh, great. The other thing that this has on it is a, a light, right? So a light, uh, you know, I, I recommend carrying a headlamp or a dedicated flashlight. And so for me, this is like my backup to my backup light. Um, but again, if you've got to do something on the trail at night, either fix something, your bike or help somebody who's hurt or whatever, then having a light is going to be a lifesaver. Um, this also has a compass on it, right? So just kind of some general directions if you need that. But the main thing is the whistle and the light. Those two things will really help out in a bad situation if you need a signal for help. Again, the light can help act as a signal uh, or see in the dark, okay? The third thing that I recommend is a, is a lighter, <clears throat> right? So this is the lighter that I carry with me. So a lighter, obviously, you can use to start a fire, Right, and a fire can be the difference between life and death if you are stuck on the trail overnight in a cold environment. If you, if you get too cold, then that can be it, right? And so being able to start a fire can keep you warm and it can also help signal, it can be also act as a signal for help to let them know where you're at. But to kind of make this a little bit more functional in that area, I've done two things to my lighter. 
I've taken a piece of duct tape that you can see here. It's a one foot strip of duct tape and I just wrap it around the bottom of the lighter. And then towards the top of the lighter, I, I put these little strips of road bike tube. And so I got like two or three strips on that. And so these are great tender, right? And so being able to start a fire requires you to be able to uh, have something to get the fire going. And this road bike tube easily catches fire and it burns very hot. And so it, it's great for starting a fire with. And so um, again, you know, just something simple like that can make a big difference. You can have a lighter and you're trying to light, you know, a stick or some, some stuff on fire and it doesn't quite catch, but having the road bike tube will uh, help with that. And again, you can get these for free, right? Just go to your local bike shop and ask them for a blown out road bike tube. And they probably have some sitting there that you can, uh, that you can have for free. And so, you know, adding a strip of duct tape and a few pieces of, uh, you know, road bike tube to your lighter will make it a, a, you know, more functional when it comes to helping you in an emergency situation. So again, that, that's pretty much it, right? Like a, a, a SWAT T tourniquet, a, an emergency whistle, multi-use whistle. It's got a light and some other things on it. Like, you know, this one here has got a, uh, a, a mirror on it, you know, to theoretically be able to use it as a signal mirror. You might be able to use it for that. I found that it's actually harder to use a signal mirror than, than uh, you might think. Um, but again, the main, so you don't have to get all the bells and whistles with these little, this multi-use whistle. Uh, you just, the main thing is the whistle and a light. If you get something that has a whistle and a light, this is going to go a long ways. And then again, like I said, a lighter that has a strip of duct tape on it and then a, uh, some, uh, road bike tube to act as tender. And again, going back to the, the idea with the, the chest seal, like I was talking about earlier, you can use the duct tape to tape down that strip of the SWAT T tourniquet that you cut off. If somebody gets a punctures their, their torso and you need to use a chest seal, then it can help with that. Just make sure as a tip, what you want to do is you want to tape down three sides of the chest seal. And what that will do, you leave one side open so some air can escape, right? And so that way when they breathe in, it blocks the air from coming in. But as they breathe out, it lets some of the trapped air that may have gotten in there before you got the, uh, the chest seal to escape. And so you don't want to tape down all four sides, just tape down three sides and it'll be more effective. So again, like I said, I got a video on the more advanced loadout with some other things that you should consider carrying with you on the trail. But like, you know, like I said, at a minimum, at a minimum, I think every rider should have these three items on them when they go on the trail. And again, these things are, are super inexpensive. I mean, this is going to cost you less than, you know, 30 bucks to get all of these things doesn't take up much room and you know but again think the you do want to practice with them the last thing is is the skill side of it right so practice using the SWAT T tourniquet practice starting a fire using the the road bike tube right you can practice whistling if you want to annoy your neighbors or whatever that's fine i don't think that requires much practice just breathing into a whistle but you do want to practice the the use of the tourniquet and just basic fire starting right do you do you know how to start a fire like you know you got to start with you know something that catches on fire easily and then you know slowly add uh larger and larger elements until you get up to the big sticks and logs and stuff that will serve as the main basis of the fire but again if you don't know how to do that man just do a quick little youtube search on like you know how to start a fire and, and look at some of the basic ideas behind doing that because again you you think it's like it's easy until you go to try to do it and then you're like holy crap 
this isn't as easy as I thought it was. And you don't want that to be the first time on the trail when you're trying to start a fire uh, because you're trying to keep yourself warm or somebody else who's been hurt and keep them warm and or signal for help and you can't quite figure it out, right? So practice the skills before you need them. So make sure you got the tools, make sure you got the skills and you're gonna be much better prepared. So what we do as mountain bikers, it's super fun, right? But man, it is a dangerous sport and we owe it to ourselves and to our fellow riders to be able to help out if something goes wrong, right? You, you, you wanna be able to turn a potential tragedy into a cool story. You know, that, that, that's how I look at it. You know, you, you'd hate to stand there. Like I, I've, I've told the story before, but I you know, was there when uh, a kid, we were near a trailhead, he was climbing up a, a cliff and he fell about 20, 25 feet onto his head, right? And it was a bad situation. And I felt pretty helpless because this was before I had, you know, much training and stuff. There really wasn't a whole lot I could do. But I do remember from my first aid courses that I had taken that somebody needs to go and meet the first responders and guide them in, right? And so no one was doing that. And so I drove my car out to where the, you know, the road went into the dirt road that went back into the trail. Like this is an area that's got multiple trailheads, multiple areas. And you could see the look in the first responder's face, in the, in the ambulance driver's face, that they did not know where to go, right? And so I asked them, I was like, hey, do you, do you know where you're going to help this kid? And they're like, no, I, you know, they're just going to have to drive around and see if they can figure out where they're at using the directions as best they can. And I'm like, follow me. And we booked it back there and got them there as quick as possible. So again, just, you know, having the knowledge and it just goes a long way, right? And so again, the, you know, I was able to help out in that situation that way, but maybe there was something else I could have done if I'd have had a better kit and more training. But the, the thing is, is you don't want to be standing there helplessly watching someone suffer because you do not have the tools and the training to help them. So make sure that you don't have to like deal with that mental situation by having these things. And again, it, it may be your life that you end up saving um, in the end, but you, it may be somebody else's, right? But again, if, we're, if we are looking out for each other and all of us are riding around and we're better prepared, then we're just gonna be a safer community as a whole rather than us riding around just hoping that somebody else will come to our rescue if something goes wrong. So again, hopefully it's giving you guys some things to think about. Again, you can check out that advanced MTB loadout video that I'll, I'll link to uh, in, in the show notes with this one. But uh, yeah, go check out. Um, there's a, a website, mountainmanmedical.com. And if you use the code BIKEJAMES at checkout, you will get a, a discount. I think it's like 10% uh, or something. Um, and again, I don't get any commission off of that. I just set this up with those guys because they, they've got good stuff. And I've done a video with one of their guys before. And I just wanted to see if we could get you know something to help riders uh, get a discount on medical equipment so that they could be better prepared. So again, I'll have that uh, in the show notes as well. But again, Mountain Man Medical, use the code BIKEJAMES and you can get one of these SWAT T tourniquets. They got a lot of great stuff there uh, as well that you should check out. But just make sure that you got these three things on you and you'll feel better. And if you need them, then you will be the hero of the situation. And uh, really that's what we uh, we all aspire to, right? If, if, the, if duty calls, can you step up and help out? And hopefully with the info in this video, you'll be better prepared to do that. So. Again, you can check me out at bikejames.com. Got a lot of other great training tips, you know, for helping you prepare your body and mind 
for the trail. And uh, yeah, so again, I'll uh, talk to everybody next time.